It's time for another episode of The Cultural Hall. It's episode number 448. It is our conference recap and also news for this week episode. I'm joined by the very disappointed, very disappointed, I'm sorry, Charmaine, I call you Chow Wild down in Texas. I tried to will it into place. I wanted the Austin Temple north of Austin so very badly. You did not get that as part of, of this general conference. I'm sorry. It's okay. We'll keep going to San Antonio someday. Okay. Yeah, but so. but someday soon, probably the mission changing. All of yep. the, all of the temperatures were right. If you guys could convert a neighbor or two, it would likely come a little quicker. We'll do our best, but you know, people <laughs> have to get there on their own, right? Yeah, yeah. And what we did uh, is we just needed more temples here in Utah. That's what what it really was. Is we were like we could let the people in Austin you know, have a temple, but can we put one somewhere between the new Orem temple that has now been ground broke and between the Mount Timpanogos temple, which has been around for a while, uh, and uh, before the almost mentioned Lehigh temple, which will likely come either next general conference or conference after that. So, I mean, get in line as far as all that goes. That's true. We have to have the young men and young women, they have to be able to do their scavenger hunt at all the temples, right? Around the area. Yeah. So that's all we're trying to do. I mean, we've talked about it before, and what I'm going to do right now is stall while you pull up the list of all the other temples that were announced. Uh, We have talked about in the Cultural Hall doing a massive road trip for uh, the Cultural Hall, doing a video component of it, starting at either the southern end of the state of Utah or the northern end of uh, Utah, and seeing if we could hit all temples in a 24-hour period kind of like a cannonball run sort of yeah. thing. yeah yeah I, I think that we could have done it until maybe i mean depending on where they put some of these temples in their relation to the freeway we still may be able to do it but if like they go crazy linden like up against the mountains or way off the freeway we might this may be the uh the camel that uh broke the straws temple back <laughs> I, I think that's how that saying goes you could also do and we did this at our san antonio temple the youth did this like a 5k to the temple okay. where they ended on the temple. But in Utah, you could do one where it's like a relay, mm-hmm. right? Through the whole state, kind of like Ragnar or whatever. Oh, that's and beautiful. Just run. That... Like just have like a little baton that goes from one side of the state to the other and stops at every temple. And... So so you say that, I think, sort of jokingly, but I'm going to say that we copyright and trademark that idea because yes. a Ragnar it... in the state of Utah of temple to temple to temple would be amazing. It would be super long too, but really amazing i could see it as part of the new for strength of youth conferences that they're doing right Mm -hmm. they're like regional and Mm -hmm. so i could see that being like the thing that it goes from one side of the state to the other so now to be fair though it's not a completely original idea because as i understand it i think in the city of provo where there's the original provo temple of however 50 many years ago or whatever how many years that was and the new uh temple knackle that was rebuilt after lex diazavedo's fiery incident we'll just call it that way uh they made that a temple there is a temple to temple run that takes place every year in uh in provo because i think that's 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 like 5k i think from the provo og to the new temple knackle i'm pretty sure is 5k so so we just expand it it's a great idea yeah yeah uh, let's do the let's do the temple list because I I feel like I Kay. gave you enough time. If we if you don't have it now, you'll never yeah. have it. So it's Tarawa Kiribati, 
which I had a mission companion from that place. Interesting. I have to say. Small, yeah. I- small island, right? Very small island. And I remember it was the very end of her mission, the start of my mission. And we talked about how she would probably never be in a place where there's a temple ever again her whole life. So, so have you been in touch with her since? Since they announced the temple? Yeah. No. I mean, it. Uh, yeah, I've got five kids, Richie. So like, <laughs> <laughs> that was like two hours ago. Okay, you okay. Okay. Week, you all right. All right. Uh, I, I asked for that for two things. One, a great reason for you to reconnect with that sister. Yes, and then two, yes. what a great way for you to connect that sister with us so we could talk to her about what the yes. temple is like or what it's like having that temple announced in her small island. Yeah, I will. I will. So Thank Sister Itiata, we are coming for you. <laughs> That's not your married last name, but we will find you. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's Sister Smith or something now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, okay, then Porta Vila Van- Vanuatu. Yeah, which and... I know, which I know from Survivor fame. Uh, there was the Survivor oh. Vanuatu. I don't know, thirty seasons ago. I think we're on season what sixty or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They... It's kind of by New Zealand. Yeah. So, um, a little place called Linden, Utah. I don't yep. know if you've heard of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drive by it uh, potentially <laughs> every day. I'm not sure where it will be, like we said, but I, I also right. am curious to know uh, if Linden is another thing like uh, the Orem and Taylorsville Temple where the cities go, yeah, we didn't know. Guys, guys, we had no idea. Is this happening? So that should be Or if they'll rip down a steak center. Oh, yeah. yeah. Could. Sorry? There's lots of undeveloped places in Linden, so my guess is oh, okay. they've got the open land. Something's new. Okay. Then uh, Greater Guatemala City, Guatemala. Okay. Sao Paulo East, Brazil. So another one, as I understand it, there is another temple in Sao Paulo. So it's a second temple yeah. for that, you know, mega city. Yes, which I'm really excited. One of my young women just got back from her mission there. I'm excited to hear. Oh, cool. Because she gets super excited about stuff from her. She's still in that like honeymoon phase where you're back, but you're still like your heart is still in your mission, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure she is just so excited. So it's also in that time when you say things in the in the language that you spoke on your mission and you go, yes. oh, excuse me. Sorry, I can't think of the English word. And we all think it's so charming and so endearing. And it is. But yeah. That, yeah. But then if she's so. still doing that, you know, nine months later or you know, 15 months later, we all go, oh, okay. Uh, oh, it's all time. right. You're, yeah. you have been in Texas now for a bit. So maybe, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's time. And then the last one is Santa Cruz, Bolivia. Pretty cool. The only That's one in the exciting. United States, though, here in the state of Utah. I know several people online. If you did not uh, follow at the Cultural Hall on Twitter for our live tweeting of General Conference, uh, a huge thank you to you, Chow, and, and your husband for tweeting the uh yeah what did we officially call that saturday night session well you know i started off with the women's meeting and i ended up with the women's session based on what was trending so like it switched mid-meeting because i realized everyone was going with women's session right so right 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 uh which i should also take the opportunity to uh shout out molly jenny for her tweeting the saturday afternoon session to janae Knight who did uh our um Saturday morning session, uh, and then a huge thanks to Craig Erickson, who did our Sunday morning session, and then, uh, well, you know, I, I brought it home. I did the sat- uh, the Sunday afternoon session, which I've never, I don't think I've ever done the Sunday afternoon session, and I haven't tweeted, because I like to give other people the opportunity. I haven't mm-hmm. live tweeted a session in a couple years. It was pretty fun. That was a good one. I mean, you had a lot. There was yep. so much in that last session. Yeah, so. yeah, Eld- and we'll get into a little bit of that coming up. But Elder Holland, actually, let's get into it now. Let's get, yeah. we don't have to wait. I just want to make sure I appropriately shout out everyone as far as the, the live tweeting goes. So thank you to all of them. 
So kind of thoughts, takeaways from General Conference overall? Well, I mean, I went into it and everybody says, you know, what do you want? What do you what what do you think will happen? And I said to a lot of my friends, listen, I just want to be comforted. Yeah, I don't I don't need a new Sunday school program. I don't need a new app. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm good. I just want to feel like better and like I can do it. And I, I got that. Yeah. So my first takeaway is that I'm grateful that I didn't feel overwhelmed. I felt like we had some time to catch up mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the profit. That's yeah. what this, that's what this general conference was about catching up. Yeah. One. So there were a few things and you know, we're going to do news in the second and third blocks of, of this episode. So we'll just sort of speak about general conference, if you'll forgive the pun, generally right here, giving you a few of the highlights. But to me, as I started thinking about it, because there's not a lot of, and I'm air quoting, news. I mean, the temple is essentially the only news, aside from maybe some 70s being called and released, that really, I think the the time that I would spend on saying, oh, you know, this talk was great, and we will hit highlights, this talk was great, and make sure you do this, but really like taking the time and actually going and listening to the to the talks themselves being able to hear the words and certainly being able to as the as the elders and the sisters speak being able to not only have kind of the wind up in the beginning where you get to know them their speak you know their speaking patterns and and everything like that but to allow you to grab all of the spirit that they offer within their talk when we do just the small clips online we go yeah okay uh, president nelson you know, says that no race is better than any other race and that he, you know, all that. That's great. And I love that. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But there is so much more in that talk as well as around that talk that if if all you do is get that, I think that's good. But going back to the President Hinckley of like good, better, best, I think that there is much more to glean from all of the talks if you do more than just get talking points from it. Yeah, I and I felt that a lot this time around too. It seemed like every talk had some like deep doctrine that you could go back to the scriptures and refer back to. And going back to what you talked about, Elder Holland, he talked about like my kids perked up when he said happy meal. Mm-hmm. And he was referencing a story in the Old Testament about a prophet who only had food that was in a raven's claw. And I was like following him up until he he got to the raven part. And then I thought, oh, I need to go back and read this because I don't know that <laughs> reference anymore. <laughs> and uh-huh. so but all of them have that. I mean, you have President um, Nelson's talk about we are called by his name. And I thought, oh, I need to go back and study that more. So that's right. that's the other thing. Everything felt deeper this time around than just like the glazing over what the church believes. It, there was a little bit of depth to it that mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to going back and studying. And one so. of the best things that uh, I don't know if people realize it, but within the apps that the church has, like audio for Saturday session, we're recording this Sunday early evening. The audio and video for Saturday afternoon session and Saturday night and Saturday morning already available. Oh, good. That's good. That's amazing. And I'm not sure. I didn't poke this far, but uh, I think like even the written word is available for the first session of Saturday morning. So, I mean, we're turning it around that quick. So if people are like, oh, my gosh, I need to study that more. Don't sort of put that off in your mind and go, oh, I need to study that more and I'll do that next week, next month, whatever. Like, I think within the confines of even this week, you could start to be able to do that thing that you're promising yourself that you would normally let yourself off the hook for, but really should do. That's amazing. And yeah. I, even Saturday, Sister Eubanks talk, she gave three things about how we can have better unity. Mm-hmm. And I thought, 
you need to slow down. Like I need to like, like I'm still thinking about the first one and you're on number three. Right, right. Do you, in fact, either individually or with your husband and your five kids, do you guys go back and study them? So I do. And Russ and I will together. Russ, who is your husband? Yes. And and sometimes it's he's read one that he thinks I need to read or I read one that I want to know his thoughts on. Mm-hmm. And so we'll share it that way with our kids. We'll do family home evening sometimes mm-hmm. when they need to, like, remember unity. Mm-hmm. And then I actually have a, a really good friend. We used to be ministering sisters or she was my ministry sister. I was hers. I don't I don't remember. But um, she and I actually since the pandemic will Facebook messenger each other what we're studying and kind of like check in. It's like a little companionship study. So I really like that. And I know she's going to send me some of these. There were some talks that I thought, oh, Amanda is going to send that one to me. Yeah. And we will be discussing this. So. So how do you just curious as to how that functions? So do you sort of take turns like, hey, I'm doing this and then you send that and and she goes, oh, that's interesting. And I had that tick away and and now I'm studying this. And then you kind of like almost like a book club or like a talk club. Yeah, sort of. And, but there's no, nobody's, there's no assignments. Right. So she's really good at studying, mm-hmm. right? Cause she doesn't have a newborn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's, her kids wait, are teenagers. Wait, wait, wait. So is what you're saying is a newborn would make it harder to study? Is that what I'm inferring from your statement? Oh my gosh. So much, uh, so much hard to study. Yeah. Hard to watch a TV show. I was watching a show the other day and I was laughing and then I realized I was asleep and yeah. I was like, I don't know what I was just <laughs> laughing at because I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, so her, her kids are teenagers. And so she is able to say, hey, this is what I have going on. And then sometimes, you know, before the baby, I contributed more, but I'll chime back and say, oh, I'll read that. And then we'll discuss from there. And then I'll sometimes say, well, this is what I read. So, yeah. So yeah. As, as we sort of round out the uh, kind of general conference recap, again, I would encourage people to go and, and to get the talks. It seems like a lot of people were really looking forward to, and I know that this is just a lot the internet, but I think Elder Holland's talk um, mm-hmm. from the Sunday afternoon session, I think it is one to be studied and read and reread. And it's interesting to me that just like seeing, and, and hopefully this is not setting anyone up on a pedestal or anything like that, but just seeing his face when we start to watch that on conference, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, I, I don't know if... I mean, I had the opportunity to meet Elder Holland while I was on my mission. So that mm-hmm. was sort of a unique experience. I haven't had that experience with all the apostles. So I don't know if it's that sort of connection that I have with him. I don't know if it's, you know, that collectively a lot of people really like him because he speaks to things that not everyone else does. And so we sort of get connected and then we sort of hype him up. Oh, I like him. I like him too. How much do you like him? Well, I like him this much. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's that sort of feeling. But there, there is for me, uh, both when the prophet, when I see the prophet behind the pulpit and uh, for Elder Holland that I just go, yeah, okay. I got this. Yeah. More so maybe than others, but definitely with the two of them. Yeah, I think I I definitely see that too. But I see that with other apostles that have an impact in different geographic regions. I know Elder Gong is one that I've had people super excited, really hope that he gets well. He doesn't have COVID-19, but Mm -hmm. that was an interesting difference this time around. Him pre-recording his conference talk um as i understood Holland, it as i understood it it wasn't that he had contracted it it was only that he yes, had been exposed, exposed and so he just didn't want to risk it so yeah he recorded it beforehand yeah and then i was gonna say too i think that and i don't know i need to look back but have we ever had a father-son well i guess 
when he originally spoke at conference back in the late 70s. Uh-huh. Elder Matthew Elder Holland. Holland. Yeah. Yep. So we had Holland on both days. Yeah. You know, and and so we you, that's just I don't know. I just loved that. I loved his talk. I love the Saturday Holland and I love the Sunday Holland. So it, well, and it's and it was funny to see as this played out. And this is another reason why you should interact with the cultural hall on general conference weekends is it was fun to see people looking for hashtags for names for Elder Holland the Younger, yeah, such as Holland the Younger or uh, what was another <laughs> one that I saw? Oh, we just call him Junior. I thought that was yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I saw Holland Junior. That's yeah. the one that I saw. So. And then obviously you get the other side of that where it's like, well, why is it only these people who get called into positions in the church and people kind of, you know, unaware that for generations within the LDS church, we have had people of familial relation uh, among, yeah. among the 12, uh, certainly in the early days. But, you know, still, still you would be surprised, I think, of the relationships because we've gone a few years out and like... I, I wish I could remember, but I think Elder Ballard is related to someone who is mm-hmm. either an apostle or one of the, the presidency of the 70. And, and so familial relations are abound. They're just different names. So we don't we don't uh, see that as much a- as well as Elder Camargo, who spoke this afternoon. His father was in the 70 as well. And you don't know oh. that because we don't often find ourselves quoting Elder Camargo. But guess what? I'm on to you, Elder Camargo and the senior. <laughs> right yeah yeah (laughs) you're doing their genealogy yeah listen we have to anything else of note that you feel like we should hit up on well i loved i was thinking of the women speakers the sisters that spoke Mm -hmm. i really loved all of their talks a lot about unity a lot about the stuff you like but i let me just say this elder oaks in the women's session he was not as kind as gent- and gentle as women normally get at conference. Mm-hmm. Normally we are told, you know, you can do it, keep doing your best, love, care for people, you know, reach out, minister, service. And Elder Oaks gave us a little bit of a rebuke. I felt I'm going to have to go back and study it. And maybe it was just me. So maybe it wasn't his words. I could be wrong here. This might be personal. That might, this might be personally telling Chow. You're like, uh, yeah, it's not my problem. Yeah. I'm going to have to look back because I felt a little bit like, Hey, Elder Oaks, normally people just tell us how good we are Mm -hmm. and, you know, keep trying and, you know, you can do it. And I felt like he was a little bit like you can do better Hmm. women. You can do better. So I'm going to have to go back and study that. But the other talks um, from the women, Sister um, Harkness, Sister Eubanks, I mentioned those ones. They were, they were just really uplifting and positive and, yeah, and such do you, nice, do you, calm Do you welcome voices. that? Let me ask you that. You, you bring up that thing with Elder Oaks. Um, do you welcome that feeling of, like, watching General Conference and being like, oh, oh, gosh, yeah, that is a thing – that rings pretty true. Or do you sort of uh, lean away from it and be like, okay, listen, I it is 2020. I am doing the best that I, I had a baby this year. Get off my <laughs> back. I got this. It, it kind of depends. There's sometimes when it comes to family and I feel like I'm really just trying hard, yeah. but sometimes when it comes to unity and forgiveness and mm-hmm. mercy, mm-hmm. um, and I forget who talked to, somebody talked about mercy a lot today. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, well, I need that. Yeah. So sometimes I welcome it. If it's too close to home, though, you know, I got a wall. Yeah. <laughs> going to take a second to knock that down. I thought, you yeah. know, obviously the pro- uh, the prophet's message about 
no one being better than anyone else will be the echoed statement from um from the weekend for sure uh it seems like we sort of glob on to the temple announcements which we did uh one thing that stuck out to me in multiple talks and where my study kind of moving forward will go the talks about and the parallels to and we do this a lot but it seemed particularly poignant and again maybe it's just me maybe i just heard it in a different way like you were saying with your stuff from the women's session but talking about liberty jail the time that the prophet mm-hmm. had in liberty jail it seemed to be a common theme throughout it and it made me i've had the opportunity to go in fact it might have even been with your husband chow that we mm-hmm. went to liberty jail i don't know that it might have been someone else's husband which makes it sound like i travel with other people's husbands <laughs> quite a bit it was sometime in college and i can't remember what the circumstances were but went to liberty jail sort of knew what it was all about had the opportunity to have the missionaries talk to us about it certainly have heard the stories from it and you know seen the adaptations uh, in film about it but i think a, a good deep study of what exactly uh, led the prophet to be there, what it was like when he was there, how long he was really there, some of the experiences that he had through there, and then his sort of exodus of, of Liberty Jail. I think I think that will be, for me, my takeaway, and, and perhaps even another future episode of the Cultural Hall with someone from the Church History Department just being like, why did we talk about this so much? What is important? What do we not know that we need to know? So I got excited about that. Yeah, I I definitely noticed that came up multiple times and it might have been with my husband. He did go. I went on my mission while we were in college mm-hmm. and he did go. He I saw the pictures. Yeah. You know, I got the letter. Yeah. So, but I don't remember if it was you <laughs> yeah, or who it was yeah. with, but he did go. And so that it did come up over and over again. And I just have to say I was thankful for President Nelson being so direct mm-hmm. because that needed to happen from the prophet. Right. And I remember, I mean, he said, I want you to hear the words I'm saying right now. And I was, I think I was doing a puzzle, right? So we, we were doing puzzles. Listen, no judgment. So I, I, I folded socks. I have an entire <laughs> sock bin that I had when I noticed like this last Monday that I needed it to be done. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'll wait till general conference. I'll get those done during general conference. Keeps the hands so busy were, and the eyes open. Were you doing that when the prophet was speaking today no i was tweeting oh, okay. while the prophet oh, was speaking well, today but earlier because when he said you know hear the words i'm saying now just i really want to be direct like we everybody stopped at my house and looked at him to mm. hear that and it just really he was the most serious i've ever seen a prophet to say stop look at me hear these words and hear them clearly this is not okay yeah and to just make that so blatantly clear i just I love that. There's no gray area. Yeah. Absolutely no gray area there. So yeah. let's uh, let's take a break and uh, we'll do some news. That's your conference recap. Hey. You can always send us uh, whatever your takeaways from general conference or any of the episodes are uh, the email address, which now confirmed works. We have talked about this in the past, but we decided to pony up a little bit of cash from our Patreon subscribers. And we are now guaranteed getting all of the emails. The email address is contact at theculturalhall.com. In fact, before we go to break, I should shout out a couple new Patreon saints. Let me please tell you about Brad Jacobson, as well as Sean Grant and Lois Lawrence, all new Patreon saints of the Cultural Hall, which means they get to be a part of that secret but not sacred Facebook group. 
and they get to know that they are part of what makes this uh, able to be done week over week. We are the most prolific Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints-centered show available in podcast form. That's a lot of words. Uh, So hop on (laughs) patreon.com forward slash the culture hall or there's a link at theculturalhall.com. We'll come back and do actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. It's our ultra-mega back-to-school blowout sale. We have hundreds of thousands of dollars of ultra-high-quality laptops and desktops on sale for up to 50% off the original prices. We've got demos, scratch and dents, trade-ins, and funny-colored computers. It's crazy! Remember, you get a lifetime service guarantee on any PC Laptops brand computer. That means if you mess up your Windows or you get a virus or spyware, it's covered forever. Got an old yucky computer? No problem. We'll take it in on trade and we'll transfer all your pictures, music, and all your stuff to your PC Laptops computer for free. When you get your computer from PC Laptops, we'll make sure you're taken care of for a lifetime. To make it impossible to resist, we're doing 12 months special financing on any PC Laptops desktop or laptop computer. Have I lost my mind? Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Here in the second block of the Cultural Hall, you know, since I've got you as part of this episode, let me just ask you, how are you loving slash what are you watching over on uh, Living Scriptures? So we've been doing a lot of the Come Follow Me Helps mm-hmm. and the Which animated Which for people who don't scriptures. know, the Come Follow Me Helps are what? They're like six or eight minute videos that go through what you're studying that we can come follow me. And it's a little bit animated, um, sort of like not, I don't know. It's like a slideshow almost, but Mm kind of moves around a little bit. So it's not like a cartoon, but, um, there's a voiceover that goes through, this is what the scripture says. And this is how it relates to us today. And it's really nice for my kids because they can visually see the scriptures and then see how it applies to our current day and age. That's so. cool. So in some instances, yeah. I bet you guys are like, listen, we have nothing creative this week. Let's watch the video and that will be our come follow me. Yeah. yeah. There's some nights that I'm just tired, you know, <laughs> and so I'm like, this is a five minute video. This will be our scripture study for the night. Cool. So and then I always ask my kids, what did you get out of it? And if they say nothing, then we watch the five minute video again. Oh. Uh. So. See, so they so they know if they want to stay up later, they just don't ever get anything from any of it, and they can watch it on loop. Yeah, but most <laughs> of the time they don't want to watch it on loop. So, ah, ah. yeah. Uh, what, so we're we're watching that. I always watch the Latter Day News every Friday. There's a little synopsis of what's going on around the world with the church. I I watch that faithfully. And then there is a new, I'm really excited about this one. There's a new documentary on there about J. Reuben Clark. Okay. Who, and lawyer, so, right? Yep. And you're, a, and you're a lawyer. I'm a lawyer too. Um, I believe he was an apostle and he was in the first presidency. Mm-hmm. 
at one point. And he, he did a lot of international relations with like Mexico Interesting. as on the legal side. So, so, so is the thrust of it just like untold stories of J Reuben Clark or what? Yeah. It's kind of about his life and growing up and you know, how, how he came about. So there's, there's that. Then there's also the last descent, which is a new movie that well, it's the trailer for it. The new movie I think premiered just on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about the man who got stuck and entombed in the Nutty Putty Caves. Yeah, which is a place kind of in the in the desert of Utah. The the uh, the director is a member of the church, an amazing filmmaker. So yeah, you'll have to yeah. tell me what you think about that. Oh, it just I'm I watched the trailer and you know it just rips your heart out. Yeah. So yeah. So there's that. There's the fourth witness. Um, maybe that one has been on there for about a week now. I don't know if you talked about that with last week with, with my Russ? husband no i don't I, I, it doesn't sound familiar what is it um have you not seen the video the fourth witness i don't know Would that you? i have what okay so my my college bishop in cedar city uh-huh. we did fhe at his house and he showed it to us okay and i remember thinking man we've really like gone off the map but it is mary whitmer's story about oh. how she, she saw the plates mm-hmm. so that that's on there and um i really i like it and i like to show it to my kids too because you know it's it's good for them to see that you know there's a fourth witness and she's a woman so it it was interesting there was some mention of mary whitmer being a witness to the plates uh over general conference weekend and several people who said wait 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 what yes so so that's what that movie's all about if you want to watch any of the things that chow's just been talking about there is a link in the show notes for this episode where you can get an entire free month of living scriptures, be able to check it out. It's great. They love it because when they don't want to deal with their kids, they put them in a room with nothing that can hurt them except for the remote. They sit and watch all of that family-friendly, safe programming, and you can put your kids in charge of what they watch. It's living scriptures. Find the link in the show notes. Uh, Now, before we get to the news, I also need to shout out a few other names, one of which is uh, the names of the folks that are running our uh, our Instagram. Now, you might have noticed, if you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, that there's a lot more action recently. Well, we've switched some things around, so I need to give a huge shout-out uh, to Andrew Mayer, who is now running our Twitter at The Cultural Hall. And then uh, over on Instagram, our friend Annette Luthy Lyon, who has done some episodes with us here, and also Ke- Kelly Lim Mayberry. They're running our Instagram there's currently a giveaway going on on Instagram, so find us and follow us at The Cultural Hall. And uh, tried and true, every single morning there is a post of the day from Robin Stocks. Robin the Red is what we call her. She, When I got COVID, she brought me ice cream to my house. Aww. She brought my wife ice cream as well, and my wife has weird dietary stuff that she has to adhere to, and Robin knew it, and... And this is why she's my favorite person in the entire world. She brought Robert a treat as well because she knew that he had been cooped up with two sick people. She's an amazing individual, but they all are. And so it's worth a follow on all of those places. Uh, With that, I should probably say, if you are someone who loves Pinterest and you wanted to help out the Cultural Hall with Pinterest, well, then email us, contact at theculturalhall.com. And then one last shout out. I know, very annoying. Uh, I need to shout out uh, a few people who have found the Cultural Hall Back Row. That is a group on Facebook. It's not the Patreon group. It's if you just want to come out and be nerdy about the Cultural Hall. 
You want to get a little into, you know, you like the tangential stuff. Like you could post something about J. Reuben Clark there and then we'd, you know, do the big rabbit hole dive and say, did you know? And then, you know, 20 hours later, we raise our head from our Facebook page. Uh, these people have found that, and I want to thank them. It's Marcella Smith, Travis Ellis, Brad Jacobson, Colette Sheen Astle, Angela Stevenson-Williams, Jonathan Pierce, and Sherilyn Bear are the newest in that group. You can find it at the Cultural Hall back row. Let's do some actual news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And away we go. I'm going to do some quick fire away stories here first. Uh, this year, that is 2020, besides being a dumpster fire, is also the 200th anniversary of when uh, when Joseph Smith went into the grove, was able to see God the Father and Jesus Christ as well. And we're celebrating, apparently, by uh, in one way, by uh, 200 food deliveries. This is up in New York. They decided, hey, we're celebrating two year, hundred years how this happened. Uh, members of the um, the Latter-day Saint Church, as well as the Catholic Charities, the Baraka Muslim Charity, and the Salvation Army all got together and donated and delivered 200 food deliveries as part of that celebration. Another thing worth noting, these, again, like I say, sort of quick stories. Um, hey, near- Richie, can I can I jump in real of quick? Of course. So on the 200th restoration, that whole celebration, uh-huh. I mentioned in the first half a puzzle that I did uh-huh. during general conference. So that puzzle was actually from, it's it's all the church restoration sites, and it was done. It was put out by... I think it was a gift shop or something up in where where the first vision happened. They had anticipated that they would have an increase in tourism oh. for this summer, and then it didn't happen. So one of the things they did is they made these puzzles of church history sites, and then you could order them online. So my mom, my mom found out about it, ordered me a puzzle and sent it to me, and I got it in June or July and had no idea really what it was or where it came from. Hmm. But I, I think it's great that we did that food donation because I know that area was, you know, kind of counting on that tourism that was supposed to happen and then didn't. So I think yeah. there's definitely a need for what we, what was given there. Yeah. So. Have, uh, have uh, Mama Milner uh, give me a call. I would be interested in, in maybe talking to those people and we can let yeah. lots of people know about how could they could do it. I'm sure they're sitting on rooms full of puzzles that didn't get purchased. I was supposed to go to to uh, you know all the church history sites this year and didn't end up doing it. Same, same with our family. We were going to take our kids and go and we didn't go. But the puzzle is 1,000 pieces. That's and a, so it, we will are be... they big? Are they big pieces? No, they're so we'll be working on it through Christmas if my kids don't lose the pieces. We'll see. You'll get done and there will be 17 pieces missing <laughs> and you'll look around at the kids and you'll just and then you'll look at your husband and you'll be like this is the life we chose and yep. and then you'll sing Dahu Doris around the uh, Christmas tree and everything will be all right. That's cool. I'll get I, yeah, I'll get you that info though. Yeah, I would. And no. look for a link for that in uh, this episode of the Cultural Hall. Maybe we'll chat with him uh, in the future. Now, this turning uh, the direction completely back to Utah, the Operation Firewood Rescue. We talked about this a couple weeks yes. ago when we ch- chatted with Brother Kyle about how everybody in his ward wanted to get out their chainsaws and, and chop up the wood. We had a massive windstorm, uh, hurricane force winds here along the Wasatch Front, knocked down 100-year-old trees, 
Uh, there's now a huge initiative to be replanting, uh, essentially, across the Wasatch Front. But nearly 10,000 volunteers collected and delivered, get this, 3 million pounds of firewood mm-hmm. to, ma- to Native American tribes across the state of Utah. It's called Operation Firewood Rescue. It was sponsored by the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in association with the uh, Utah government entities, the Utah Navajo Health System, etc., etc. They cut wood from the down trees into 18-inch pieces and then moved them to a county lot nearby. This is is insane. Three million, with an M, pounds of firewood for the Native American tribes in the state of Utah. Did you see the video of the trucks have you seen the video of the trucks well i'll send you the link but it is amazing to watch what what that means yeah i mean you're just it's like a truck and a truck and a truck and you're just like three million yeah whoa well and and it's one of the things that to me i'm really grateful um to live in a state that would think to do that and to be a part Mm -hmm. of a church that would do something like that and 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 read me very clear. Like I know it wasn't the LDS Church in the state of Utah alone. I know there were lots of organizations. This is right, the cold draw. Right. So of course we'll take it from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints angle. But instead of having it just be this tragedy, which it was, absolutely, it is also going to be able to you know in, in some ways provide food for the Navajo mm-hmm. people of the state of Utah, uh, warmth, provide them in in some ways maybe even money depending on if they're able to get that wood and then you know, to sell it in their in their respective places. But mm-hmm. it is it is the epitome of taking something super terrible and doing something good uh, on the yes. other side of it. Absolutely. Uh, uh, a couple other quick stories, and then uh, I'm excited to hear yours uh, that yeah. you have today. But I'll go quick. If you have not yet listened to last week's episode uh, of Articles of News where we visit with Misty from Oregon, who tells us about how her entire town burned to the ground Mm. up in Oregon. It is a heartbreaking story, but the church in full effect uh, now going into those areas and trying to be able to help people, seeing if they need, if they have physical needs, places to stay, being able to offer um, along with the Red Cross and other folks to be able to offer first aid. There are still some homes that um, like some of the trees on their property burned. And so volunteers with helping hands within the church are there sort of clearing things out and and trying to make it so that those people who still do have a home could live there. I can't imagine mm-hmm. what that would be like to have, you know, hollow burned out shelters all in your neighborhood for whatever reason your house is still there and being like, "Oh, I I I guess I'll go home." I mean, you would, mm-hmm. you obviously would, but Right, right. But the survivor guilt, yeah, right? Yeah. The yeah. It's real. There's some just and if you think in your mind, hey, I know what that probably looks like, hop online to the culturalhall.com in association with this episode. There is a couple of links of um, photos of what this looks like. I read an article today about 4 million acres in the state of California have burned this year. And, and you think, oh, okay, I know what a burned thing looks like. When it is a town, a city where lots of people lived, it is it is a different thing than just your than just your torched forest fire. Um, I remember watching one video or looking at one video of it, and I thought, what is that hole? And I realized that was a swimming pool. Oh, And it's just, yeah, it just looks so weird because you can tell where civilization was, and then it's, you know, it's just not there. So it's just, it's heartbreaking. 
two more quick ones. Uh, I love the headline of of this one. I I didn't really get into the meat of it, but the headline was caught my eye. Um, I'm excited. Please share. <laughs> the headline is Parley Pratt's killer was no postal inspector. Oh, which I I didn't know that we thought he was a postal inspector. <laughs> I didn't know that we didn't think he was a postal inspector. This again probably needs some follow up, but. I, I subscribed to some services through some of the search engines that just send me anything that would be affiliated with the church. And that caught my eye because <laughs> Parley Pratt's killer was no postal inspector. Uh-uh. Nope. I, I'm looking for that on Investigation Discovery maybe this weekend. I'll see if we can, if there's a, a video about, I don't know. I don't know what that. Yeah. I don't. We're I, just going to knock out who the killer was career by career yeah. by career. He was no melon farmer. Next article. <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, and then finally, this before you give me yours, uh, this very very fascinating to me. You know the uh, the light the world, the light mm-hmm. the world campaign, and we had yes. the giving machines. Yep, not doing the giving machines this year. No, yeah, they are Super not spreader. They are or not what's doing. The deal? The, yeah, they have just decided that they are not doing them now. Oh. Now, unofficially, this is what I inferred from this. So let me let me tell you how I arrived at this. The uh, the um, city of Denver has said, you know, we, we had one here last year and they are not doing one again this year. And they're encouraging uh, the folks of Colorado to donate to local charities. So I don't okay. know, to be completely transparent, I don't know that they're not doing them altogether. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I know that they're not doing them in Colorado based on this article. Oh. And so it could be. You know, as they sort of have gone around, they might be doing it in another city, right? Like they might be doing mm-hmm. it in Dallas, Texas, as opposed to Denver, Colorado. And they might be doing it in Sacramento, California, instead of Las Vegas, Nevada. But my suspicion with how the church has been fairly conservative on this whole thing, I think that they will not be doing, hey, come down and touch a machine and mm-hmm. gather around a bunch of people this year. But I hope they find a great way to be able to do it online. Well, and I think it makes sense. You don't have the Mormon or the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square concert, mm-hmm. right? We're or not doing any, the Christmas. Or any of the high school concerts down at the assembly hall that happened during right? Christmas. Yep. So you're going to have a decrease in activity. You, you can better promote in a different way. So hopefully yeah. online, like you said. Yeah. Hope And hopefully they come up with a cool, creative way uh, to be able to do it. If they could figure out a way, you know, like when... Um, Valentine's Day when you can feed cockroaches with the names of your scorned loved one to an animal at the zoo. Like if they can come up with a fun way like that for people to donate, you can bet members of the church will get in line on that on something like that. I hope in a better way cuz yeah. that sounds yeah. disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, that that is not the way. That is not that the way. That is not the way. It. But there is a a way. There is a way yeah. we could do it. All right. Yeah. Share share with me what you have. Okay, so this news story comes from Sister Lauren Willardson, who was serving her mission in Houston. Um, and on August 16th, 2020, around 4 a.m., this is what she says in her post that's gone viral and is in a number of news stories now. On August 16th, 2020, around 4 a.m., a man broke into the apartment where my companion and I lived and started attacking us in our sleep. We fought and prayed and struggled for our lives for about 15 minutes. So this wasn't some one and done 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
After the struggle through the power and mercy of God, the man left. My companion and I called 911 and they were rushed to the hospital. They were stabbed nine times. She was stabbed nine times. Yeah. And the surgeon that treated her and, and helped take care of it said, if, if it was an inch this way, major artery, you would have bled out before the hospital, you got to the hospital, maybe before the ambulance got there yeah. a little bit this way, same thing. And, um, you know, people, she wrote this post in response to people that had reached out, that were praying, that had, uh, shared their concern for her and her companion, both have recovered and are well, I believe she is back at home Mm -hmm. and she shares her testimony in this post. And she talks about how, you know, one of the places she was stabbed was right here in her hand that she looks at her hands now and thinks of the savior Mm. and, um, just really, really amazing testimony, you know, again, and this seems to be a theme of this article of articles of news, taking some, something horrible, what could be a very traumatic and terrible experience and making it into something that is good and faith building and, um, you know, just makes you feel good about where things are. And so it's, it's a really long post. I encourage you to find it and read it. I'm sure Richie, you'll link it on the end of this. Mm-hmm. She has started a Facebook, uh, an Instagram account called the work of his hands, where you can see pictures of her recovering and, and that she is doing well. So, um, not, Probably the ideal way to serve a mission and sure. gain a testimony and strengthen the testimony of others. But um, again, just taking a bad experience and and building on faith. And uh, and to tag just on the very end of it, uh, we're going to get the opportunity in two weeks' time to hear it in her own words what it was like. I've oh, been in t- I've been in touch with her, and uh, she just wanted to take a little bit more time before she had the opportunity to be able to share it here in the culture hall, but we have been in touch with a huge thanks to Drew Young, uh, who was a mm-hmm. previous episode of the cultural hall. He wrote that book. I guess that's probably, I don't know, 10, 20 episodes ago. You can check mm-hmm. that out. He and I, uh, realized that he was friends with her and said, Hey, you know what? You could probably chat with her, got in touch with her. So we're going to be able to hear that story. Like I say, uh, from her own mouth in an upcoming episode of the cultural hall. So stick around for that. A um, couple other things. I I thought this was was clever. Uh, I think I feel like they missed. I feel like the headline writers really missed the opportunity uh, on this one. They were talking about the strengthening of the foundation at the Salt Lake Temple, and I really mm-hmm. feel like because that's the phase that they're in. If people don't right. know, we're in the middle of the restoration of the temple. I think we're about a year or so into it. Uh, it's going to be four-year process altogether. Some amazing photos. Uh, a, a friend of the show, Alan Blodgett, does amazing. Uh, he got permission to fly his drone up above the Salt Lake Temple grounds and be able to take some pictures from that. Uh, unreal what he does. Um, but they're working on the foundation of everything, and uh, I feel like they really could have made a how firm is their foundation uh, <laughs> reference in headline or like how firm a foundation, but they didn't, they didn't Salt Lake Tribune. I'm looking right at you. It's Salt Lake Temple renovation enters the foundation strengthening phase. But you know, they talked about it, right? Sure. Sure. You and hope. There's, Yo. some, <laughs> there's some mature, you know, 60 plus person there saying, now we cannot be silly. We are a serious news outlet. You know, there's some finger waggers saying. I love that you handed on hips. You can't see this unless, (laughs) unless you are a Patreon saint, you cannot see that Chow just hands on her hips. You don't, I don't know guys. 
wagged my finger and said, uh-uh-uh. No, no, so. no. A <laughs> uh, couple, couple more, and then we'll put a bow on this whole thing. Uh, do you watch Fargo? You watch the TV show Fargo? It seems like I a show that not. your husband would really like, knowing what I know about him. I've thought about it. I have seen the movie when it was edited on FX in the daytime, uh-huh. <laughs> but I have not watched the series. So there- You laugh. You laugh at my innocence. And no, my- no. I think it's you- great. <laughs> I, I think it's so great. And here, mm, do I want to say this? I will say this sort of broadly. I, I knew your husband really well before he knew you. Right. And, and, and I think that he is one of the most tremendous people in the world. But, I agree. But you have made him a better person since, oh. he, since he met you, which isn't to say that he was a bad person, but... He wasn't. He no, was great. No, he's, he's a very great person, <laughs> but he is a better person because of his relationship with you and what you guys have created. So I'm not screwing this whole thing yeah, up. Yeah, no. That's good. No, That's good. he no. might be, but you are not. <laughs> Teasing. Uh, so there, okay. So what happened in Fargo? So there is a writer. One of the writers on uh, Fargo is from Utah. Attended the University of Utah, um, mm-hmm. and now in this fourth season of Fargo, there is a quote Mormon in the show. Oh, he's uh, a character. His name is Deffy. If I'm saying it correctly, oh. Deffy is not meant to represent all Mormons any more than Chris Rock's character, who's also in uh, mm-hmm. Fargo, is meant to I've represent all African-Americans, or Jason Schwartzman's character is meant to represent all Italian-Americans. So so okay. if, you're watching, if you're watching the Fargo, you'll see a Mormon who does not represent all Mormon people. But he's there, so heads up. Yeah. Don't be surprised. And we're claiming him. <laughs> because that's what we want to do. If we have, if we have someone who is the we, yeah, that's our guy. He's our that's guy. That's us. Yep. Which is what leads so. me perfectly to the next story. This I laughed out loud. Uh, the headline says: Some Utah Republicans say that they felt tricked into voting for Senator Mitt Romney. Oh man, so and, tricky that Mitt. And, and and this is the thing. This is how far, and maybe I'm marginalizing. But this is how far Utah went when Senator Mitt Romney ran to be a senator. We went, Mitt Romney, yes. That was yeah. it. That was the thought. There was literally, like, did people look into his, like, uh, voting record when he was the nope. governor of Massachusetts? Did they look at his statements that he had said on either side of any subject and issue? Not at all. He was at a jazz game. Yeah. I saw him yeah. in his white shirt yeah. with the jersey over the top. And yes. that was enough. Yes. That was enough for the yes. vote. Yes. They That's said, all it takes. They said, Romney, you bet. He, We're voting for he, him. That guy. Which, okay, that's fine. But I love that it's like <laughs> they tricked. Well, we, we thought he was more conservative. Well, then <laughs> it's your fault because you didn't, you didn't understand who and what Mitt Romney was. Which, though, to be fair, I don't know that always Mitt Romney has known who and what he was. It seems like he's changed quite a bit. But I say kudos is it better that he's a man who's changed in his lifetime or better that he stayed exactly the same throughout his life? And I think, too, all those voting records are public. It's yeah. not like you can't brush that under the rug. It's a Google search. Yeah, yeah, so. l- probably literally just like <laughs> what has Mitt Romney voted for? And then you read and go, oh, oh, OK, so not exactly what I thought. But 
We just yeah. saw we saw Senator Mitt Romney, and I don't even know who ran against him, but I'm sure that you know at the sight of that headline, the other guy is like, "Yeah, see, I told you, <laughs> nobody, nobody listened, nobody listened nope. to what I was going to say." Name recognition goes a long way. So, so this last article, uh, we had okay. Mc, we had McKay Coppins here in the cultural hall right around. I want to say our 400th episode. I want to say it was he was early in the pandemic. He was one of our first big gets uh, Mm -hmm. when people's schedules just shut down and they would become really available to the cultural (laughs) hall. He's a writer for The Atlantic and uh, penned an article this last week about Trump secretly mocking his Christian supporters. That is President Donald J. Trump. And uh, and this is probably really all that I will say about this because I don't like to get too political in this whole thing. Also, he's sick with coronavirus, yeah, so yeah, we yeah, wish yeah. him well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not taking pot shots at somebody that's ill. R- right. Well, and 100%, like, I wouldn't be completely transparent if I hadn't thought, you know, hey, this is someone who said that this wasn't that serious. You know, all the things that you've sort of seen online. I do mm-hmm. wish for him to get better, to get healthy, to find his way out of the hospital. And I, I've heard that it could be tomorrow. So I, I think it's going well. Yeah, yeah. It, se- it seems there's all the things like that. So, yes, I don't wish ill on anyone. But based on the article, reading of the article, which the first peop- first thing that people will say is, well, it's unnamed sources. And then I think, okay, but it is also the journalistic integrity of the Atlantic or any journalistic paper, right? They can't just print things. They they have a process of which they can. I mean, they physically can just print things, but right. but most of them have sort of a credo, a, a a way of saying, hey, we can't just do this off of one source. We can't even yeah, just they've... do this off of two source. We need a certain amount of. It has to meet the level of criteria in order to be published. So I two get... or three witnesses. Yeah, ex- no, I get it. Wait a minute, I've heard that. Uh, wait, somewhere. that's the wrong thing. Sorry. Whoa. We're joined in this episode by Amos, everyone. <laughs> uh, so, so so all that to say, and, and then I think as I'm reading it, I'm like, can I see this individual do this thing? And I think, yes, yeah. I think I absolutely could see him doing this. But the thing that gets me, and, and I don't know that I want to take any, any further position uh, on it than this, but the thing that gets me is if what is said in this article that President Trump mocks not only Christians and not only Senator Romney, but also like wearing garments, like the magic underwear, the, you know, the thing that we that we've heard for years. But in a tone that he is mocking the very covenants, which those of us who have gone to the temple, I don't understand the mental gymnastics that have to occur for someone to go. Yeah, no, listen, I know he makes fun of us. But I, he's 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 still my guy. I would rather take a guy that makes fun of me and my covenants with God the Almighty than anything else. I don't understand that. Well, let me play the other side Please. for you. And I'm going to take it back to Sunday school. Do you remember this, the analogy, the frog in the water, and you slowly turn up the heat sure. and the frog doesn't know? Sure. And then it's dead. Then you have boiled frog legs. Yeah, then you're I think maybe you just kind of get immune. I mean, who who can say that they haven't been made fun of by President Trump at some point, okay, right? Okay. So at some point you just say, "Well, eh, 
it's a thing. It's his, it's his stick. Some people, they, uh, they like, they don't like broccoli, right? That was the big thing with president Bush one. Yeah. The first one HW. And I'm not saying that Trump is right or whatever, but I'm just, I'm playing the other side for you. You know, yes. you, you get so used to, this is his thing. This is what he does that you think, yeah, okay. Yeah. Move on. And I know, and, and, and to that point, I know that there's more at play than just the president of the United States, right? I'm not, yeah. I'm not unaware of, you know, the Supreme Court things, the other federal judges that are, that come into play and are appointed by that, who is the president of the United States, right? I'm also not unaware that other choices are not perfect people. To right. me, to, 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 yeah, I, it, it is just a thing that as I as I read that I just am like, do would you vote for the bully in high school that that picked on you? Is that what you do? Like, hey, he just, picks on everybody, yeah. Richie. It's fine. Yeah, like I, we've all been in that dumpster before. Right, right. No, that's not. Especially after General Conference weekend, you know, you right. want to get back to the unity, civility, love that we heard about for the last two days. So well, I, and and, may, and maybe that's the thing for me that 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 hurts my heart the most is like I just I really do want to, I really do want to get to the love and to the unity, and I'll be the first to admit. Actually, other people on my Facebook wall would be the first to admit, probably, um, but I would be the first to admit that like I just want. I just want a little bit more love among everyone, a little mm -hmm. bit more kindness, uh, a little bit more unity, a little bit more kind words. I want to not get on social media and want to drive my car really fast into the side rail, you know, like I just... Yeah. Like I, and I mean, I realize too, I'm comparing broccoli to bullying. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so I, but I think, you know, I, I'm just trying to understand that mentality of how you can be okay with it. You yeah. get desensitized. And so that's why it's good. We have weekends like this weekend to bring us back and say, no, we stand for more and yeah. we stand for peace and love. This isn't Thomas Jefferson answering the white house door in a bathrobe, mm -hmm. right? We're not, we're not doing that. This is, this is what we want people to promote is, you know, goodness, respect, right, love, right. unity. Right. And to be clear for all the people who think that they're going to come after me and be like, well, you know, the other guy, here's the deal. I'm not saying that I'm the other guy fan or voting for the other guy. I will never tell you how I feel as far as that goes. I just, I just, it is just a thing for me that like, I love kindness so much that when people aren't kind, I just don't get it. Yeah. And I think too, to go back to the heart of the story, you know, when the internet was new or uh -huh. fairly new, it was kind of a shocker to see people talk about garments, you know, online. Yeah. It was kind of something like what? But I think we've gotten to a point now with our open communication and open knowledge where people aren't making fun of other people's religious practices and beliefs. Right. Maybe I'm naive, but I just think we're at a point now where we can say, oh, okay, yeah, you do you. That's mm -hmm. part of your faith. And I respect that that is important to you. This isn't, we're not, it's not 2001 or 2002 where right. people are making jokes about what people wear on their heads or what, right. you know. Uh, yeah, all the, other all, practices all the things. I don't, and, yeah. you know, I bring to light the the idea that he is, you know, mocking members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but I would have equal amount of intolerance for any sort of thing from anyone, not just him, but anyone. Like, I just, I, I can't get behind anyone who goes, I'm going to turn the blind part to that thing mm -hmm. and be okay with the other thing. 
Like right. Im- imagine that in a church setting after listening to the prophets or apostles all weekend. Like if one of those was a known anything and then was like, but love everyone, you'd be like, uh, oh, okay. Wait Listen, a minute. Uh, you, but, you, but then the other. Yeah. Let's be done. I'm so. sure my wife is okay. going to edit that part out. You can bet. You can bet she is. Does she edit this? Of course That's she nice does. That's nice of her. Of co- That's good of her. She's the best. She makes you a better person. See? Just like you do to Russ. No, that's Which I hope do. came across complimentary as it was intended. I think it did. He still drinks Dr. Pepper. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we're not like a, you know, we haven't gone super extreme. Yeah. So we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. That if you are not uh, healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of the cultural of the hall. Cultural hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. 